Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They called me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week as we are barreling uh, toward either the end of civilization, maybe World War Three. Definitely Passover and Easter. Uh, if you celebrate those, we hope that you have a heck of a time. And we hope that you enjoy the very strange things we have found to share with you today. It turns out that uh, people are successfully faking being federal agents for a little while. Uh, it turns out that <laughs> in a roundabout way, we've learned there are not bad health effects from getting almost a hundred COVID vaccine doses, uh, and um, and someone got pregnant by an extraterrestrial, apparently. Uh, those Maybe. Are, <laughs> can't bury the lead. Well, those are the stories. <laughs> wow. the, those are the stories. And uh, a lot we of- They're all the, pretty good leads. I don't yeah. think you buried anything. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Well, these are 
This is what we love to do at the top of the week. It's kind of a cognitive calisthenics exercise for us before we dive into even stranger stuff. But we've got we've got some doozies for you here today, fellow conspiracy realists. And maybe we start off by answering the question so many of us have asked. How long could I get away with faking to be a U.S. federal agent? Why go through all those background checks, all those training sessions, all that lost time? You know, you got stuff to do. You got there's so much great TV out. Why can't you just fake being a federal agent and then watch the rest of Severance? It's a question someone tried to answer. That's right. And the answer is about two years, about uh, maybe a little over two years. Uh, (laughs) So let's go to The Guardian to an article that was posted last Friday. And I'll let's just go into it. It's titled, Fake U.S. Federal Agent Claimed Ties to Pakistani Intelligence, Prosecutors Say. This is the main article I'm going to be reading from today, and then there's two or three others. This one is going to give you the facts. On Wednesday last week, well, as we record this, Wednesday the 6th of April, two men were arrested. Aryan Taherzadeh, and Hader Ali. These two men were, as Ben said, impersonating federal agents, in this case, uh, special agents within the Department of Homeland Security. And, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, I, I hope everybody's aware. You're not supposed to impersonate agents or police officers or any law enforcement whatsoever at any level if you are not, in fact, an agent or officer with enforceable powers. I would say that could get you in some hot water in certain situations. I mean, it's uh, it's a form of fraud, right? It is. It has certainly gotten these guys in trouble. And it also depends on what you do with that fake power that you're wielding. Uh, and in this case, these guys are in trouble for several things. So not only were these two guys pretending to be agents, right? They were also doing weird stuff like providing favors for actual people in law enforcement, in this case, the Secret Service. Um, It's very strange. It's very, very strange. They provided, quote, lucrative favors to members of the Secret Service, including one agent on the security detail of First Lady Jill Biden. So these guys managed to pretend and get very, very close to actual power within the United States. Um, Rather troubling, I think, just on the surface, just knowing that that's what occurred, right, with these two guys. But it doesn't end there. They weren't just pretending to be federal agents and hanging out with Secret Service agents. They were doing things like getting those Secret Service agents free rent at their apartment complex where they also lived. There were four of them. And these are not cheap apartments. These apartments cost around $48,000 yearly. Uh, calculate. Oh, oh my gosh. Those are nice apartments. There are several unnamed favors that are in here, apparently within the affidavit. I'm going to read from a CNBC article here and we'll talk about it in a second, but it says on the affidavit for these two guys, it was as early as February, 2020. They were pretending to be these DHS agents. They were also carrying insignias and firearms like legit firearms that an agent would truly carry. As part of that deception. Glocks, yeah. Exactly. They weren't just telling people and introducing themselves as agents, right? They're wearing the thing that's supposed to let you know that they're real and carrying the actual firearm that an agent would have. That's freaky to me. That's uh yeah. feels like deep cover. It does. It's also it's also interesting, just on this note, 
uh, that we're establishing something that makes them look a little bit different in comparison to your typical fraudster for attention, like the kid who was faking being a doctor a few years back. He just really wanted to pretend to be a doctor. But these folks, they they would look legit. They could talk the talk. Like a Glock 19, a 6R229, those are firearms you would expect an agent to have. And just the sheer amount of money that they were moving, you know, it sounds like they had some support of something. And I I think we'll get to that in a second, right? Oh, yeah. Well, as the title of the article stated from The Guardian, one of these guys, Ali, the man with the last name Ali, he claims to have some kind of ISI connection. That's the Pakistani intelligence service for the country Pakistan. And if it's actually, I mean, who knows if that's really what it is. I guess we'll find out as these guys are, you know, charged and then they maybe go to trial or how this thing turns out. Because it doesn't seem like they had diplomatic immunity. Because if they did, I don't think we would be this far, right? We wouldn't have a ton of stories going out about all of this with all the details. It I would, would just think be not. I think that stuff would be redacted or held back in some way. It would just be put to bed. It does feel more like spycraft or what do we Trade call it? Craft. Ben? Tradecraft. Tradecraft. There we go. <laughs> the kinder, gentler way of talking about it, the more innocuous. It, yeah, it, it is. But there's other weird stuff with this story that doesn't make sense to me, you guys. Um, both of these dudes tried to become special police officers. One attempted in 2019, but had some misdemeanor conviction um, dealing with domestic violence. So he was ineligible. The same guy, Teherzadeh was able to obtain a commission, this is from the article, as a, quote, unarmed SPO. But he never, like, went all the way through the process. He didn't He didn't send some documents over, so they, like, took it off the table in 2021, like, right at the end of the year. And the other person attempted to become an SPO in 2020, <laughs> Ali, but was denied, quote, based on his prior arrest for an assault of a family member. And, oh, there's also some abduction by force going on there. Interesting stuff. Here's the deal, though. This is kind of where I want to end with this. We said that these guys were living in an apartment complex. We didn't mention yet some of the favors they were doing were, like, giving firearms and other military equipment to the Secret Service agents, or at least that's what they're accused of doing. Within their apartment, they had all kinds of firearms that a regular old citizen should not have, and several other types of military-grade gear. Stuff like a kit to be able to break into Mm -hmm. a home or a residence, you know, the kind of thing where you would Mm -hmm. actually break into a home rather than just unlocking it and stuff. What's the difference? Like, you mean you're talking about like a lockpicking kit versus like a... versus a ramrod. What is that? A ramrod or just just like a a more specialized crowbar, essentially, right? Yeah, I don't know the correct term, but it's like a breach kit or something like that where it's what you would use to enter a home. Oh, it's one of those little mini battering rams they use that they can, like a single person can operate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. They also had body armor, all kinds of tactical gear, and surveillance equipment. Lots of surveillance equipment. You imagine these two guys are pretending to be who they are. They've got surveillance equipment, all these weapons. They've they're paying or at least they're they've acquired rent or expensive rent for four secret service agents. And also, according to a statement from Teherzada, Ali 
had, quote, obtained the electronic access codes and a list of all the tenants in the apartment complex, which has hundreds of units, by the way. And these access codes allow tenants to enter their apartments and the amenity areas and operate elevators in the complex. That's according to NBC New York. And that means these guys could have gone into any one of the apartment complexes in that building if they wanted to. And maybe they did. Who knows? Yeah, there's it, it gets shadier and shadier because I saw that the um, so they were claiming to be DHS and they very obviously were not. I saw that mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Special Police is not a law enforcement agency, <laughs> and they're the landlord of this apartment complex, uh, the crossing or the crossings, I think, uh, just won in court uh, a judgment for more than $222,000 for unpaid rent. Like, they were, they were pulling a scam. In, in five, five apartment complexes. In, in five, five of apartments, apartments <laughs> including the ones they loaned out to Secret Service agents. They also, um, Ali at least, appears, according to his former friends, to have a track record of being a, a failed con artist in Missouri. Uh, this is this is interesting because they were able to they were able to do a lot of what's called uh, social engineering, hacking through charisma and sending out the right appearance and signals and using the correct nomenclature, which really isn't that hard. You know, it's like we had talked about in a previous episode, one super easy way to get into various venues uh, is to just put on an orange vest and walk around with a clipboard. People think you're doing something. I can't officially Mm -hmm. tell you that works. Oh, yeah. But that's like they're doing a, 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 (laughs) a, you know, they're doing... They're doing a more sophisticated version of that. But Matt, we have to ask, is there, is there any, at this point, is there any kind of indication of what their end game may have been? That's the big question here. Why? They, they were driving around in a giant black GMC SUV. They had the insignia, the guns. They met all these people. They're doing all the social engineering. Why? They were at least one degree away from the White House. Like, what? Why are they doing this? Is it just keeping tabs? Domestic terrorism? Is there some sort of larger nefarious endgame? Sure is a lot of effort with not a lot of uh, evidence of a goal. Well, what's the gain, right? It's not monetary. It's not monetary. They're expending a ton of money. According to statements from Teherzada, Ali, the other guy who was younger than Teherzada by about five years, was bankrolling the whole operation. And like what play for access? That's what it sounds like. You don't think it's just for kicks? An expensive experiment. I think they're the the attempt was to sort of uh, insert themselves into privileged circles in the world of intelligence and security, and then maybe maybe this was maybe they were working on spec. You know, maybe the plan was to later say we are embedded. Hey, Mm. ISI, we are embedded with uh, the upper echelons of federal security and the executive branch, let's let's see if we can work together. You know what I mean? That's a real go-getter attitude. Yeah. Sort of a fishing expedition, too, or like a play for leverage. That makes sense to me. Rationally, I can see that, Ben. The other thing that we didn't even mention here yet is that according to other people who met them, who were kind of coerced by them, or at least were let in the door a little bit to these guys' lives... They demonstrated, according to The Guardian, that they had secure access 
to what the Guardian states is, quote, Homeland Security Computer Systems. So somehow they were in the system as well, even though they weren't officially a part of it in any way, and they shouldn't have access. I love this stuff. Taika, and also the claims about not just association with ISI, but some background with uh, like Iran, passports for Mm -hmm. Iran and Pakistan, stuff that like, okay, it's easy. It's distressingly easy to fake some documents. We're, we're going to learn more about that later in the show, actually. But uh, it, it's tough to fake certain things to a level that will stand uh, against FBI scrutiny. Like the best way to fake a U.S. passport is to have a U.S. agency make the passport for you. Either create mm-hmm. a different persona, but now it's much more common to use the identity of a person who was born and then died, the earlier the better, because they'll mm-hmm. have a social, uh, by which I mean social security number. So whatever they were doing, at least that, that's the thing about this operation. It seems uneven in its level of competence. Uh, there are very basic rookie mistakes they're making, but then there's also stuff that just objectively you have to, you got to admire the dance of it. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was these two specifically, Matt, but someone involved knew what they were doing and they must not have been doing all of it. Oh, I agree. They also got tipped off just before they got picked right? up yeah. and they, they shipped a bunch of stuff out of their apartment, like right before it happened. So somebody on the inside, let them know. Think about that weird position. If you're aware, if you know these guys, you think they're legit and you hear down the wire somewhere Oh, there's, you know, rest warrants for these two names. You're like, whoa, wait, they live in, they're my neighbors. I know those guys. Like, would you say something? They let my I wife borrow the car. <laughs> <laughs> I, they gave me that neat drone. Come on, man. Not yeah. They gave Secret Service agents iPhones. And if you can see, you know, imagine what they did with the security system in their apartment complex. If you give somebody an iPhone and you've preloaded stuff on it then you've got access to everything that person hears or sees potentially. Isn't that suspicious as hell? Why would a secret service person be offered an iPhone? Well, it's a special iPhone from DHS. It's, it's hyper secure. They were, I see they were masquerading as though they in some way were, this this was like a legitimate exchange. Oh, you're supposed to get, be getting this. It wasn't like, Hey, I got iPhone 12. You still right, got that old right, iPhone right. 12? Man, you got to get this one. This is the special version. It comes with all but surely the those things would be issued by a supervisor or by like a higher up within their direct report situation it w- to meet a new person who's just like, hey, buddy, check this gadget out. That just seems a little off to me. Yeah, it would have to be a personal thing. I don't think they, I, I don't think it would be SOP to hand something like an iPhone to someone. Like if you are in the secret service and your supervisor gives you an iPhone, then that's something that you should report because again, like the, mm, yeah, as a matter of fact, you know what, if any, we'll just say this, just err on the side of caution. If anybody, no matter how well, you know, them, if anybody is like, Hey, here's a free iPhone, take it if you want, but don't use it, sell it, put it in a different location (laughs) at least. Because the, there's a reason they're or rapid in tinfoil or rapid in tinfoil, which actually works. Check out our <coughs> our episode. Holy cow! Yeah, impressive. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I don't think y'all were either. We even talked off the air how we were thinking that demonstration was going to point out the 
fallibility of that whole exercise, but look at that. Lo and behold, mm. one layer too. That's all it takes sometimes, one layer, and you can deceive the Secret Service. All these okay, people buying uh, this expensive <laughs> toilet paper, one ply is all you need, babies. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Disagree. Oh, no, okay. That's different. <laughs> different. Sorry. Different, different ballgame. All right. Well, uh, this is something we're going to keep our eyes on. I don't know what is going to come from it. I mean, maybe we'll learn more. Maybe this will just go away in the sands of time and all the weird stories that come out. But uh, let us know if you hear anything. We'll be right back with more strange news. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. And we're back with another piece of strange news. This one also involving uh, fraud uh, of a type. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely fraud. Um, certainly not as clandestine an operation as, as Matt, your story. That is absolutely bonkers. I, I hope that with more information comes out about that one. This one involves a deception of the COVID-19 variety. Um, 
I've mentioned that I recently came back from a uh, lovely trip to Germany, and they take vaccination there very, 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 very seriously. Uh, every time I presented my tattered little vax card um, at, a, at a bar, a, a venue, or whatever, I was regarded with suspicion and annoyance every single time. So I dreaded having to do it because my cards have been in my wallet for you know since I got it. So it's super dog-eared, and you can barely even see the the text on it anymore. I do have a photo, but it's just like easier to, to, to pull out the, the card. And then I have my booster on a separate card um, that I also had and I was carrying around with me. I don't have that in my wallet, so that one's a little crisper. Um, but it just has these little stickers on it. And if you'll notice on your card, Americans, uh, there is something, the thing that makes it legit-ish, if you wanted to cross-reference it. Because the card itself, good Lord, how easily forged those could be. You know what I mean? It's just a piece of cardstock with some printing on it. You could easily get that same cardstock and you know, photocopy them or what have you, uh, duplicate, just, just print them on, you can print directly on cardstock. Uh, the only thing that really lends them an air of, uh, of legitimacy is a set of numbers, the batch numbers for the uh, vaccine. Uh, it tells you the type of vaccine that it was and the batch numbers. And I got the Pfizer vaccine and in Germany, the Pfizer vaccine is, is king as well. So that I was fine, but in Germany they have these, um, passes and there's different apps. It's not like all unified into one single system, but you upload your documents, you know, Know, which are ultimately these cards to start with. You upload them, and they're verified through the cloud, through you know, these organizations that, that verify and cross-reference those batch numbers, and then it's converted into a QR code and a little digital pass that you can present. And if you really mean business, like at the airport or for international travel or whatever it might be, they can scan it uh, and cross-reference it again. Um, but it all starts with a crappy little card, much like what we have here, but we have not taken the effort to go to the next step. Uh, I was told that you could do that as a tourist, but then it turns out you have to already be having plans to move there. And one thing I learned about the German people is every time you're asked a question, uh, I was told this by some friends there um, that lived there, they're English, they've lived there in Berlin for a long time, that anytime a German um, government worker or employee or bureaucrat asks you a question, they're just trying to tick a box in their mind, a box of the mind. So if they're asking you if you're planning on moving here, they're sort of tipping their hand of the answer that they need in order for you to proceed conveniently. Because who, who, who am I to say? Who are they to say I'm not moving? And maybe I'm making plans to move here. I don't have a job yet, but all I had to do was say yes. But since I said no, I was not able to get the thing. It happened similarly when I wanted to visit a church. They asked me if I was coming to pray, and I said no, and they told me I had to leave. But if I had said yes, I could have gone to the church. Um, point being, a dude in Germany, a 61-year-old man uh, in the Saxony state uh, of Germany, um, has taken this box-ticking situation to the 11th degree. Uh, a guy whose name has been held back because Germany has uh, privacy laws. I guess this is HIPAA-related, similarly similar to what we have with HIPAA regulations where you can't disclose people's medical um, information or their identities associated with it because this is ultimately a medical issue. Um, he has been vaccinated uh, over 87 times, roughly 87 times. Why, why did he do that thing, you might ask? Well, according to uh, Tino Moritz and Tobias Wolf, who reported for the Freie Presse uh, there in Germany, um, it was all in the uh, service of making a buck, or making a euro. Um, he sort of did the equivalent of what we might call doctor shopping, um, where you go to different clinics and different doctors uh, with the intention of getting pain medication or some controlled substance, right? But he's doing it in order to get these vax cards with the legitimate uh, dose information, the, the, the batches, and then he sells those cards 
to other people uh, and forges a new name onto it because it's just got your name printed on it. There's, there's no, it's got your birthday and it doesn't have any other identifying information. The important information on the card really is just the name that you can then match to an identification. That's how they were doing it at every place that I went to. And then that Vax batch number. Um, so this dude whose name uh, we do not know nor, nor his profession, um, finally, you know, it's like a relatively small part of the country. He was doing this um, in, like I said, the uh, Saxony and Saxony-Anhalt regions of Germany, uh, in eastern Germany. And they're not super big, and they're a little bit rural-ish. You know, there's some cities, like I think Leipzig is in Saxony, uh, and there's certainly some more metro areas. But in general, you're not going to be able to get vaxxed over 87 times and not have to go to the same spot twice. So uh, surprise, surprise, that is how he got caught. Uh, Forbes has this to say, which I thought was cute. The scam may have worked, oh, the first 80 or so times, but eventually staff members recognized the man caught on and notified the police when the man tried to get vaccinated in Eilenburg a second time on a subsequent day, the very next day. Uh, This wasn't surprising because if you're going to get anything over 80 times in a region, chances are you'll eventually have to make repeat visits to the same location unless you're talking about a vanilla latte at Starbucks. Uh, The German Red Cross is the organization that is now pressing charges against this man. So there you go. He's essentially um, getting the shot for real <laughs> way too many times uh, so that he can then forge a new person's name onto it. He would actually come. It was a little, it's a little confusing. The, the details are a little weird. Like I'm not, it, it sounded like he would come with a Vax card already with the name left blank or something. I don't know. It's, it's a little odd. I, I, the details are, are, are still you know coming out. But the thing that not many people are talking about and there's really no information about yet because of the privacy stuff is like, what does this do to you? What does it do to a person? You know, there's so much outcry, obviously enough that in Germany, people don't want to get the vax. They'd rather pay uh, some weird old yeah, dude. That's what to- I was asking off air too. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I was really concerned about. He could accidentally help medicine. You that's know, the help thing, the right? Medicine. So there might be some positive to come in. Yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to interject. No, no, that. you're totally right, Ben. And we, we, it's very perplexing. Like, and then no one's talking about it because there's no way of knowing. And Elliot and Ricky over at uh, Internet Today, um, they they hit me to this story. Um, if you haven't checked out that page, I highly recommend it on YouTube. Um, Weekly Weird News. Um, they cover some really interesting topics and some great headlines. And the question they pose is like, let's not arrest this man. Like, let's get him to the lab immediately. Like, let's figure out what what's this, what is this doing? Because again, people are still super gun shy about the vaccine. Obviously, in Germany, enough that people would rather pay a dude to get the jab for them than rather than just get it themselves because it really is prohibitively difficult to exist uh, in Germany. And there was one place that I went to that wouldn't even take my, my little dinky American Vax card. Uh, so I couldn't even go. Um, I wonder if this is going to end up being a different kind of news story where it's like, you know, man grows additional arm out of his, you know, uh, shoulder blade due to 87th vaccine dose. Uh, but he's obviously okay. And I think the thing, what do you, what is it that you think freaks people out about vaccines, guys? If there's any one thing that, that jumps out at you, what is it the fact that, that these were turned around so quickly and maybe the after effects are not fully known? But it feels like there are other vaccines people are freaked out about, too. But I think that detail for this one might be the, the prime mover. But what, what, do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I would just, uh, fellow conspiracy realist, answer that question. I would I would love for you to check out our previous episodes where we talk about that in depth uh, when the coronavirus 
hit and then when vaccination hit. Uh, there's rarely ever going to be one single reason. And also, I mean, there's a lot of boogeyman tactics wrapped up in vaccines in general, where there'll be a study that indicates that there's some ill effect of a vaccine. And then all of a sudden that gets blown out of proportion and, you know, read as gospel when there's just as many studies debunking said, you know, uh, side effect, like with autism or whatever it might be. Like maybe there was like one and, you know, five million cases somebody got autism but it wasn't necessarily directly correlated uh, or tied to the vaccine itself but um it's just a very interesting thing and yet this guy is like taking it for the team you know 87 times uh i hope he's okay you know it just seems like you know they also even people that are like a little wary of vaccines and their kids they um they feel strongly about at the very least just like spreading them out you know getting them like over a period of time or getting just a few uh, in a visit as opposed to like just you know banking them up in one sitting obviously this guy didn't get 87 shots in one go but i mean it can't have been over an insanely long amount of time it doesn't really say in the in the reporting yet exactly when he started this scam um but i'd be interested to know that as well i was just thinking i wonder how this dude's left arm feels because I, I imagine I, I'm, I'm having like weird phantom pain right now from my injection site <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm imagining yeah. it happening 85 more times. <laughs> put it in my toe, put it between my toes, uh, no. you know, get me, get me once real good in the pits. Yeah. Maybe they have that, <laughs> oh, no. maybe they, maybe they have that uh, flexibility, but yeah, I, I stand with what I said earlier. I think the best that could come from this is to, is to use it as an opportunity to see whether there are any damaging effects from being incredibly cartoonishly over-vaccinated. Take a shot, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and is this guy just perma-vaccinated now? Is, he, is there going to come a time where he's going to need to get boosted again? I'm also a little foggy on that in general. For example, one of the venues that I went to in Leipzig, they they almost didn't let me in because in Europe, the dates are written um, day, month, year. And they were reading my card as if when I got the dose was in uh, December of last year, but it was actually in August of this year, whatever it was. And they uh, almost didn't let me in. And then I like walked away, like dejected, like sad Charlie Brown style until I realized, oh, no, no, I definitely got it more recently than that. But they were saying if it's over a year, then it's no good anymore and you have to have a negative test. So is that the standard that like you need to get boosted once a year? That's what it's turning supposed into. To. That's what it's turning into. But it's or, not. It's not like codified. It's, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. Like people aren't getting flu shot boosters every year, but they offer them every year, right? That's the thing. Every year, you, you they get the free flu shot booster. Theoretically, we should all be getting flu shot boosters every year. I mean, theoretically, it sure is nice for bottom line for a company that manufactures vaccines. <laughs> well, that's all a right. good point. That's a whole another uh, angle to it. You know. Is there uh, some back scratching going on with the uh, with the coming kingdom? But, but they're also offered for free. So how does that work? Like who's getting paid and how? Is it, is it all just government subsidized? It Uncle has to be Sam. at a discount to some degree. Uncle Sam will get that to you. He'll get it to you. That 5G. Anyway, an interesting one. And I uh, hope the guy's okay. And uh, yeah, I think you're right, Ben. He would be a boon to science. So well, let's not um, put him in the slammer. Let's let's get him in the clinic and, and check him out and see how, how all these doses have affected his health. Uh, and then keep an eye on him for years to come. He could really uh, answer some questions, you know, long term for this kind of stuff. But uh, in the meantime, let's get to a break and then we'll be back with one more piece of strange news. 
I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. And we have returned. I'd like to introduce everyone who isn't already familiar with this to a concept known as Chekhov's gun. The wonderful, amazing writer Chekhov uh, famously said that if you have a gun in the first scene of a play, it needs to go off by the end of the play. And we pulled a bit of a Chekhov's gun with you today, fellow conspiracy realists. We talked about alien pregnancies. For anyone who uh, was around during a certain time in American history, you may remember excellent, uh, excellent rags like the National Enquirer, Weekly World News, Bat Boy comes back. You know what I mean? Abraham Lincoln's uh, gay Bigfoot lover discovered in Boise, those kind of headlines and some of the best fact-checking in the world, I'm sure. Nobody bothered to dig into that. Uh, we're having fun today. Something hit the news recently. Last last week, this came about, and it caught my eye, and I knew I couldn't be alone. The headline reads something like this. 1,500 pages of UFO-related research were just declassified as part of a FOIA request. Now, for anybody else who has been closely following 
disclosure, the idea that governments have knowledge of extraterrestrials and will eventually release that knowledge, you know it's been an exciting couple of years. Uh, We have a lot of ongoing investigations that we're keeping eyes on. Uh, Full disclosure about disclosure, uh, I can't say too much right now, but there's a a kick-ass show about UAPs that is coming your way this year. Uh, If you want to hear more, then stay tuned because it's still in the early stages, but it'll be worth it. It's legit. And that's what I think bothered a lot of people on the more skeptical side. The fact that there was legitimate and there is legitimate investigation into UAPs and not all of those UAPs can be explained. And they are, they do appear in some cases to be capable of troubling things, you know, um, right angle flights, transmedium flights going through space, air and water, Uh, as one craft in one fell swoop, which is something that humans can't build yet so far as we know officially. But what about the stories of alien abductions? What about the stories of bizarre burns, strange medical maladies, uh, unaccounted for lapses in time, or unaccounted for pregnancies? That's right. Uh, the, The U.S. sun, actually, you know, who they're not often thought of as a, as a, super high-end source, but the U.S. Sun successfully filed a FOIA request with the Pentagon, and they released, technically, they released 1,574 pages of what you could only call real-life X-Files. And this was a four-year-long battle to get this stuff released. Originally, on December 18th, 2017, they asked Uncle Sam for all files, reports, or video files related to ATIP, Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, And the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, finally came back with a mother load. And the, the stuff that really freaked people out was the reports of exposure to what they're calling anomalous vehicles. 42 cases for medical files, 300 unpublished cases where people have been injured after encountering these things. Uh, this, this is strange because there was, uh, there's a bunch of stuff here. I haven't read all of it yet myself, but I, I've read a good bit of what is out there now. And you can find the report, the report that uh, will be the most interesting to you folks. If you share our fascination with this is going to be the, you're going to find it via the Black Vault uh, by Greenwald. Uh, this report is called Anomalous Acute and Subacute Field Effects on Human Biological Tissues. Fascinating stuff. And as far as government titles go, that is an abnormal page turner. So a lot of stuff has been held back due to privacy concerns in the, in the FOIA release, which is not unusual. But to be clear, again, this is a government publication which is making mention of not just injuries, brain damage, nerve damage, headaches, etc., but an actual unaccounted for pregnancy. So someone is officially on record now saying that they were abducted and then when they and they returned to Earth and then later they had a child. They they were you know, obviously, this is someone with ovaries. They got impregnated and they were bearing a child. 
They don't specifically say it was an alien. They say unaccounted for pregnancy. This went viral pretty much immediately. But at this, like, did you guys hear about this before we were talking about it? I'm sure. Not really. I didn't hear about the unaccounted for pregnancy. No. Uh-uh. Okay. So we can't account for it either. Da-da, da-da. So, the, ah. <laughs> so, so the, uh, yeah, we're not involved to be clear. Uh, so I, I saw this, I saw this just proliferate across the internet and in UFO circles and enthusiast forums and so on. But there are a couple of myths we need to bust about this. And it's, it's something that I, I had mentioned in our notes earlier. First, this is not maybe all it's cracked up to be. A lot of people are portraying this as though the U.S. government itself is saying, wow, look at this. We've got, finally, we've got a half-human, half-alien hybrid. They're not saying this. When they released this stuff to the sun, they were releasing things that they had received, not necessarily things that they had investigated and created themselves. So as much of a bummer as it is to say this, it is in the nature of our show to admit that we found where they were receiving a lot of this information from, and it's not, it doesn't bear up to serious scrutiny nor to serious investigation. Some of it does. Like MUFON does a lot of good work and they try not to jump to conclusions. A lot of these are reports from MUFON that were sent to Uncle Sam. And then additionally, uh, people have perhaps, you know, in a case of wishful thinking, have mistaken this for a, uh, a cosine on the part of the Pentagon or ATIP. It's not. MUFON, as we talked about before, is a civilian nonprofit group. They study UFO sightings. The report that mentions this pregnancy ta- is taking stuff from other non-governmental bodies reporting. And even the, the MUFON report, their conclusion is there's enough evidence to support a hypothesis that some advanced systems are already deployed and opaque to full U.S. understandings. It's not a Pentagon report. That's the MUFON report that got sent to the Pentagon. It's very, very, very different. It's like if someone said, hey, stuff they don't want you to know, Ben, Matt, Noel, Doc, Mission Control, send us everything you have on the art of making a vegan quesadilla. And then we sent out, we sent back a, a bunch of records and <laughs> videos, I guess, of us making quesadillas or other people making quesadillas. And in one of those, someone says, I personally believe that I spoke with a vegan quesadilla and it told me that I should be the president of Easter Island or whatever. And then, you know, if you ran a headline as an unscrupulous journalist and you said, Ben, Matt, and Noel claim vegan quesadillas, speak to them and have told them to take, uh, you know, to become the rulers of Easter Island. A lot of people would just read that headline and go, oh, wow, that's wild. Actually, most people would read that headline and go, what is stuff they don't want you to know, which we're fine with. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is you see how easily these things get conflated. It's important to establish the truth of the matter. I want to read that graphic novel. Sound like, yeah, I know. 
Uh, I want to see the Pixar film <laughs> based on this uh, analogy. Oh man, yeah, like it's it's a bummer because just for a millisecond, and I can't be alone in this. Just for a millisecond, I thought, "Oh snap! Here it comes! Here it comes!" I hope they get a picture of the baby. Uh, but at this point, you know there are numerous privacy laws uh, that prevent that kind of stuff from being posted. But then also, it's just like witness accounts or it's just people saying certain things, which is not near the same thing as an official government document saying that. Because if there was ever that level of disclosure, Mm. then you can bet your bottom dollar it would be huge in the news cycle for quite some time. Because it would be, first off, not just proof that there was an intelligent organism conducting abductions and there's no proof of that yet either but it would also be proof that whatever it was was capable of reproducing with human beings through some form or fashion and uh you know if that's the case then that challenges almost every basis of philosophy religion and science as humans know it today so i'm still holding out for that one i don't know um i i don't know man well, yeah, we have DNA tests, right? If there was truly an unaccounted for pregnancy, depending on the year that it you know, allegedly occurred, you could test the DNA of the child and figure out, is there non-human DNA in there? If not, who is the father? Because we can figure that exactly. out now. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Exactly. I mean, that's a great point, Matt, because that's, that would be the next step, right? Otherwise, you're just throwing in a phrase, unaccounted for pregnancy, and just watching people go nuts over it but there's there's no follow-up there's no i mean is it possible that there is some secret alien baby somewhere hidden you know in the depths of a government uh of a government outpost it's possible but a lot of things are possible but there's a world of difference between possible and plausible you know what i mean and right now this is just not plausible yeah but if the hybrids were real I mean, how so cool, cool would that be? Cool is the word you choose? <laughs> yeah, man. There have been, it's uh, like, there have been, I don't know. There have been so many conspiracies that have been light proven, you know, like proven diet, <laughs> diet proven uh, throughout the years. And like alien human hybrids, man, if that thing got at least slightly proven, it would be a good day in this office. Scully, yes. Scully would be happy. Scully, Scully would be happy. She's she's off uh, off stage now because I've got to I got to film some other stuff. That sounds sketchy, but no, it's it it's nothing untoward. Uh, the that's almost where we have to leave it today. But it's important, especially when you're reading about stuff like this. It's it's so important to dig a little deeper and to figure out what's going on that informs those headlines. Because we have to realize, especially in the age of online journalism, headlines are carefully crafted in order to get you to click such that you will, your eyes will also see ads. Uh, and, and shout out to, uh, by the way, shout out to Eric on Facebook, I think it was, uh, who hipped us and hit me to this now there is a program, I think through MoviePass, that is tracking your eye movements and figuring out whether or not you're actually watching ads, which we talked about when we were 
Yeah, God. we kind of cynically predicted it, but it's no longer a prediction. It is going to happen. So uh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Get, get fake eyes. I, I'm not sure how you, how you block this. And if you're not looking, there'll be a shrill beep that will sound, mm-hmm. and you won't get and your merits. Play that birds the word mm. song, and you can't fast forward. Oh no. There's only one way to do it. You take your phone and you throw it. <laughs> Sandberg style, throw it on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a part of your system. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not my dad. That's a phone. <laughs> that's, I don't need your hand you out. buy me, hot dog man. Oh, man. <laughs> Sandberg, Lonely Island, all of them. They were great. So now we know a little bit of the difference. It was a little bit of a of a cold water experience for a lot of true believers, but it's not the end of the story. I'm going to finish reading as much as I can about this. It is one of the top priorities now in the world of UAP uh, literature, and uh, I'd love to hear from anybody who is also reading about this. Let us know what you have found. Uh, let us know Let us know if after getting 100 COVID vaccinations, you get to meet the alien hybrid baby uh, let us know your tips for faking being a federal agent. Might want to hit us on Signal for that one. I'm kidding. That's compromised too. Might want to use Telegram. I'm kidding. That's compromised too. Might want to just, uh, you know, think about it or or be very careful how you couch, couch that email. But <laughs> that's it for us today. We're going to be back with uh, more strange news. Uh, oh, before we end the today's show, we want to pause. Very special announcement from codename Doc Holiday, She says, happy birthday to the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it for us, folks. We can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, as always, you're the most important part of the show. So why not take part with us? We try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us online on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at the handle Conspiracy Stuff on Instagram. We're at Conspiracy Stuff Show. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Lonely Island. Like all there's so many Lonely Island songs playing in my head right now as I'm attempting to speak on mic. So let's just say it. If you don't want to use social media, why not give us a call? Our number is one eight three three stdwytk When you call in, give yourself a cool nickname. Let us know if we can use that name and your message on one of our listener mail episodes. And uh, then you got three minutes. Say whatever you want. We do ask that if you've got more to say than can fit in that three-minute voicemail message, instead, send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.